What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Relentless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Galloway. I created this podcast to help individuals find their purpose in life, to never give up, and to learn how to live relentlessly through the minds of individuals who exemplify what it means to live a relentless lifestyle. Are you ready to take this journey with me? Let's take off. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode on the Relentless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Galloway, and I'm very, very, very excited for today's episode. I was just prepping all of the people on live prior to getting uh, onto this podcast, and we're going to be talking a lot about the human body today. I, I'm a nerd. Like you guys, those of you that know me know that I am a like serious freaking nerd when it comes to the body. And as you guys can see, if you're just listening, by the way, you need to watch the um the video version of this podcast because I have some props with me that the people on live are, are seeing right now and that uh, you'll be able to um, watch on my YouTube channel on the replay as well. So if you're listening to the audio version, I definitely suggest, um, you know, you can listen to it audio and you can get a lot from this, but having this these visual aspects such as my skeleton here and my pelvis model that you guys can see here um, is really going to make a massive difference in understanding the information that I am hashtag nerd. I love it, Steven. The information that I'm going to be giving you guys today. So we're going to get right into it, just like we always do. And one thing I want to mention to you guys today is, you know, obviously I'm all about, you know, the relentless life, right? Living relentlessly. And a big part of that is, is movement, is working out, is sweating, right? Is, is learning how to move. Now, what a lot of coaches out there, um, unfortunately, are not aware of is a lot of the exercises that are prescribed in a typical fitness program. Um, the, the problem with those is that a lot of them are performed in a sagittal plane of motion. Now, just to preface this, guys, the human body works in three separate uh, primary planes of motion. You have the sagittal plane, which is which is off uh, for uh, we would call that anterior and posterior movement patterns. And then you have the frontal plane, which divides the body into front and back halves. So that would be moving from side to side in the lateral or otherwise known as a frontal plane. And then the third primary movement pattern would be a transverse plane where we're kind of rotating our trunk, right? So you could think of med ball twists or anything out to the side like this, where you're, you're essentially stabilizing your hips and you're moving your upper body over, you know, you're getting a lot of lumbar, thoracic, even cervical rotation, anything rotating is going to be considered the transverse plane. So just to preface that, there's three different planes. Most exercises in the gym, if you guys were to walk in any conventional commercial gym right now, 95% of the people in there would probably be performing a sagittal plane-based exercise. Bench press, bicep curl, tricep overhead, squat, deadlift, that's all sagittal plane. And if you do this over a prolonged period of time, it can be extremely problematic because what tends to happen when we start to lose that frontal and that transverse plane is we get stuck in this, what we would, what I would call with postural restoration, a, a posterior exterior chain pattern, a PEC pattern, where you're essentially stuck and locked into this extended pattern. And now most of you guys would probably think that having your chest up and your shoulders back, your chin tucked, and look at me, I'm, I'm all, I'm all, uh, Torted today. My, my neck is all screwed up today. But um, you would think that that's good, right? We're taught that that military posture is, is a good thing. 
and you know to an extent right you don't want to be you don't want to be completely rounded and you know here neck forward neck posture text neck right as we would call it that's no good and you know that's why kind of over time we've evolved to teach people to have that good posture well unfortunately that can be completely misconstrued and people take that kind of to the next level so what I want you guys to understand is that most people, a lot of people, especially people who are into weightlifting, and this is very important for people to just get into weightlifting, because uh, I don't want you to get screwed up the way that I did. I was a very heavy weightlifter. I did powerlifting. I did competitive weightlifting. I did bodybuilding and physique shows. So with that, you know, you had to sculpt and carve your body to be and look a certain way. And, and the way we do that is through weightlifting and through certain gym exercises. And a lot of it is isolation. So what I want you guys to try to understand is functional movement, fundamental movement is much more of a priority uh, in comparison to, you know, a typical gym exercise. So, you know, weights really aren't the end all be all to be quote unquote healthy. You know, yes, you're going to be fit. Yes, you're going to look good. You're probably going to feel better and it's a great starting point, but in regards to long-term physical health and feeling good and not being in chronic pain through movement, through improper movement patterns, we're going to go over some stuff today and talk about, as I said in the beginning, the rib cage and the pelvis. So like I said, guys, most people are stuck in this extended pattern. Now to kind of break that extended pattern down, I'm going to first speak about the most common movement pattern in PRI terms, postural restoration terms, which you, if you guys need more information uh, on that, you can definitely DM me and I'll get you the deets on that. I'm not involved with PRI really at all. I mean, I've taken one course and I'm taking another course in November. This helps with my continuing education credits to be a personal trainer, uh, but I'm really learning it more for myself to kind of understand the body to get out of the movement patterns that I'm in. Um, but I can definitely send you guys that information uh, if you DM me after this live or podcast. So, so to break things down, guys, most people are right dominant. Even if you're left-handed, you are 99% of you are right dominant. Why? Well, structurally, biologically, we are designed asymmetrically. We are designed to be not symmetrical. That's just how human beings have been designed, whether that's because of God, if you believe in God, evolution, the universe, whatever it is, it's scientifically proven that when you split a split a dead person, you know, open in a cadaver lab, that the right side has more dominant musculature. And I always like to explain this by primarily starting um, with dissecting the diaphragm, right? The dome-shaped muscle. And here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna start using this. Uh, I'm gonna start using my skeleton here, Mr. Skelly. Skelly. So we have our skeleton, right? We're gonna get in depth here, guys. So here's our rib cage, very important structure in the human body. It's a structure that most people, even fitness professionals, even doctors, even coaches miss and they forget about, you know, they think of the arms, they think of the legs, maybe even the neck a little bit with movement, um, the hips, but they, they always forget this, this guy here, this structure. We forget that it, that it moves. And even on this, it doesn't move. This moves. This moves through the diaphragm, through the through that dome-shaped muscle, the diaphragm that is shoved up up in here. That's the resting position for the diaphragm, guys, is inside of the rib cage, just like this. 
And I wish I had a picture to kind of show you what the diaphragm looks like. It's a dome. So the way the diaphragm works, because I'm trying to explain the function and structure of the rib cage with the diaphragm associated with it. The way the diaphragm works is when we go to take a inhale of air through our nose, right? Because nasal breathing is more optimal than mouth breathing. We inhale through the nose. That diaphragm flattens and lowers and creates pressure, creates a, a positive pressure from the air coming down through the trachea into the lungs. Those lungs fill up. Our lungs are in here above the diaphragm. They fill like two balloons, two big balloons. And that diaphragm has to move out of the way in order for those lungs to inflate. So that's creating some pressure up there, negative pressure. It, so, that it, so think about it, guys. Air comes down, these fill up. This is pulling down, right? They fill up. And then what happens is when, once we're at the peak of our inhale, we're ready to exhale, right? We've, we've, just, um, we've just dumped some oxygen into the bloodstream through the pulmonary circuit. My nose is really itchy right now. And that oxygen is dumped into the blood. And there's other stuff physiologically that occurs. I'm not going to get into, into that today with the bore effect and um, CO2 intolerance and shit like that that has to do with breathing. But that's, we'll save that for another day. Diaphragm comes down. So when we exhale, that diaphragm, imagine here, domes back up into the rib cage. Why? Well, because the lungs are now deflating. When we exhale, we're breathing out all that unneeded gas and air from our lungs. So the lungs go from this to this. So now there's more space and area in here for that diaphragm to go back into a resting position. So that's the way the diaphragm works. Diaphragm is a very important and for most people underutilized muscle. It needs to be used more. Most people, a lot of people are using their neck, their scalings, their, their SCM, they're using their chest, um, they're using their, believe it or not, their abs, their rectus abdominal, abdominus muscle, their six-pack abs to breathe. And that's not good because what, what happens with that, especially if we're working out, if we're on a fitness program, what happens with that is now we start to rely on those muscles to passively breathe. So now when we're at home chilling with our girlfriend, we're chilling with our wife or our kids and we're just hanging out watching TV and, and just breathing normally. We're now using other muscles to breathe and this muscle is becoming paralyzed. It's not, it's not remembering how to properly work. That can be a problem. So now you guys have a little understanding of how the diaphragm works, right? And how important it is and what other muscles can, can be associated with improper uh, uh, breathing patterns. So what we also have to understand, I'm going to get into a little bit more education and we're going to talk about some things that we can work on to kind of alleviate this. What we also need to understand is that the right side diaphragm. So, so whenever you're looking, so whenever we think right and left with a, I'm getting deep into it today, guys, this is a cool episode. This is really cool. It might be a little long, but I want to, I want to give you guys as much information, information as possible with this. So when you consider right and left on a biological standard, when you're thinking of a, of a the human being, you have think about it. When I say right, think about being in your perspective, in your body, it would be to your right. So if, if think of Stephen, Stephen, if you're watching this, if you're looking forward, your right is this way, your left is that way. So when I say right, that's what I mean. So the right side of you or of this 
skeleton, this model. The right side diaphragm is much larger in size and can encompass more area worth of air. The volume of air is much greater on the right side compared to the left. And that's just biologically speaking. That's just how the human body has been built. So that can be problematic, especially if we get into weightlifting at a super early age like me and are unaware of these things and, and don't do certain exercises to work on breathing and try and to try to um, regulate proper left side diaphragmatic diaphragmatic breathing. Because over time, when you put a bunch of load and resistance via your resistance training in the weight weight room on your body, what you're going to do is take the lead is take the path of least resistance. And what is that with the diaphragm? Well, it's the right side because it's naturally stronger. So over time, I was a maniac in high school. And you guys might think that that's funny, but like legit, I was a complete psychopath when it came to working out and training and how consistent and dedicated and committed I was to my body. I was bullied in middle school. I was sick of having no confidence in myself. I was sick of the lack of respect from other people. So I, I fucking committed to my goals. I committed to myself. I spent three plus hours in the gym, seven days a week for four years. And I became an absolute beast, but that was great and all. And I gained self-confidence and respect and all that good stuff. But what happened was I developed these movement patterns and I already had asthma and allergies and these, I have a deviated septum. I have inflamed turbinates. I have all these breathing issues, sinus issues. I can't clear my ears. I have a, I have bad TMJ, lockjaw, dental integration issues. I have all of these upper airway, upper sinus breathing issues. So I had a lot of, we would call that preliminary um, uh, medical problems prior to working out. So that working out really just exacerbated those issues that I um, had prior to working out. And I just didn't understand this stuff. I had to research in myself. I had to figure this stuff out for myself. So with the diaphragm, we need to understand that we need to get more to the left. So when this side becomes so dominant, we start, and here we go, we start to use the right side more. So we start to lean this way. Now, I, I had rolled my right ankle probably 15 to 20 times before I graduated high school, and I probably rolled it another 20 times before I graduated college, and it was all the right side. I never twisted my left ankle. It was always the right one. And why is that? Well, it's because, and, and I don't know if anyone out there has similar experiences with twisting and rolling ankles. It really sucks because once you do it once, twice, three times, your chances of it happening again, literally double every single time. Because what you're doing is you're stretching those, those tendons and ligaments in, in that area of your body, you know, around your ankle. And the more that they stretch, they're not, they lose that elasticity and they can never gain it back. It's not like a muscle where the muscle can heal and you can strengthen it and it can get stronger. A tendon or a tendon and a ligament, once stretched, can't go back to its original, um, what would you call that? Uh, elasticity, I guess, that original, um, it begins with the T, not tenacity, the, I don't know, I'm thinking of a certain word, but you guys get my gist here, right? And it's very important to understand that. So for me, I was, I was on the right side a little bit more. I was, I was um, supinated a little bit more. We want to be more pronated on the right foot. We want more of a right, right arch here in this, on this side of the foot. Most people are lacking this. Most people are leaning on that right leg 
and we would call, you know, I, I don't want to get too, too much. I want to kind of keep this video as basic as possible with the hips and rib cage. But what happens is most people are caught in the swing phase of gait on the left side and stuck in the stance phase of gait on the right side. And uh, this is, this notion is very important to understand because when we develop these improper uh, breathing and movement patterns, especially breathing, that will reflect into improper movement patterns. And um, the, this diaphragm has a huge, huge role in the way that we, that we move and that we hold ourselves. Because when this diaphragm becomes overly active, the left one becomes kind of paralyzed and forgets how to properly function. So now we're entirely on the right side of the body, standing on the right side, using more right musculature, everything here, even the neck starts to seize up and get extra tight. And that's exactly what happened to me. And that's what I'm trying to combat now, you know, and I'm thinking I might need some surgery on my turbinates and my nose, reduce those to get more airflow in because I don't think I'm breathing properly. And that me not breathing properly is not allowing myself to get what we would call quote unquote neutral. And if you can't get neutral, you can't strengthen the body in a, in the proper position to hold that new position. So ribs, very important ribs move. They, they open contract. They're supposed to move left to right laterally. We would call it. And, you know, we also want to make sure that the front of the rib cage here stays down. We would call that a rib flare. A lot of people, when they're in an extended state and they're in that left AIC pattern and they start to lift or they are really active with a, within a left AIC pattern when they're on that right side, over time, they could become what we call a PEC pattern. And that's when they're in a fully extended state. I got pictures of myself back in high school of, you know, me flexing my back in the mirror and shit like that. And I was in a fully extended pattern, low back arch, chest up, rib flare. And from doing that over time, from doing those poses and lifting in, a, in an extended state, I literally trained myself to live in an extended state. And what's associated with an extended state? Well, the sympathetic nervous system, because when our chest is up, our ribs are up, we're not breathing in a deep, relaxed way. Our bodies now think we're in a our bodies are now being trained to live through the sympathetic nervous system. And this is very, very harmful on, um, on our bodies. And it, 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 it can really harm the way that we feel and the patterns that we create over a long period of time. So that's why it's very important and uh, to be aware of how these ribs are supposed to move the importance of the diaphragm and using certain breathing exercises, which by the way, I just, I just made a few breathing guides um, in my free Facebook community, The Relentless Life. So, you know, excited to kind of start to introduce certain exercises in the community. But yeah, very important to understand this stuff, guys. So, so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about with, um, with my skeleton here, Nerd101. So that's him. So you got the rib case and you also have the hips here, guys. And I hope that I'm not, I hope that this isn't too much for, for those of you watching. I, I don't want to be, uh, too overwhelming with the information that I'm putting out there. Um, like I said, if you guys have any questions at the end of this, feel free to reach out. This is more of an educational video. You know, I try my best to put as much motivation out there, but I, I do feel it's important to, um, to get out some education and knowledge, you know, as much as I can on top of the motivation, just so I keep you guys up to date with what I'm learning. I keep you guys up to date with what is truly important to know when starting your fitness journey. So, I got my fancy uh, pelvis model here. And um, a lot of people don't realize that these hips 
actually move, they literally can move in many different directions. They can adduct and abduct, they can internally rotate and externally rotate, they can do a whole lot, um, just, these, just these bones in general. And then that's not even the femur head that sits in the acetabulum here, you know, the femur uh, flexes, it extends, it abducts, it adducts, it internally rotates, it externally rotates, right? There's so many different movements that just go on, you know, below the waist with, with the hip bones, the anomata bones, and then the femur heads in the acetabulum, um, in the acetabulum, you know, the, the hip socket there. So one thing, and I'm going to keep this brief. I don't want to, I don't want to go too in depth here, but we spoke about the diaphragm, right? We would, we would classify that as the thorax or the thoracic diaphragm. That's because while the origin, the location there is, is at the T-spine, the thoracic spine. And, you know, our thorax is really considered the whole rib cage. That's what we would consider the thorax. So that thoracic diaphragm actually works in unison with musculature down here. We would call this the pelvic diaphragm or the pelvic floor. Now, a lot of women experience pelvic floor um, pain and, and pelvic floor imbalances and weaknesses, especially postpartum, uh, post giving birth, right? So, and this is very important to understand even for a male, because, you know, even men, uh, especially men who are into working out and into, you know, heavy exercise, even a lot of CrossFitters out there have seen, uh, have issues with this. What's really crazy too is, you know, you see uh, women, I've seen more women than men, but uh, you've seen women uh, CrossFitters who are competing or, uh, you know, hitting, trying to hit a PR lift, uh, say, say a deadlift, for example. And that's typically, typically the, the exercise I see when this happens. But what happens a lot of the time with these females is they have terrible incontinence to where they pee their pants. And, you know, they think that it's funny and they post about it and they say, you know, I've seen women post and say, oh, if you're not peeing when you're, when you're hitting a PR, you're not lifting heavy enough. And just some really ignorant comments and statements like that. Um, but what their, what their lack of education and awareness is really resembling is that they don't understand the, the importance. Um, I'm not even sure they're aware we even have muscles down there, right, um, of the pelvic floor and diaphragm, because if they, if they really had a strong and founded and structured pelvic floor and diaphragm down here, they wouldn't have the incontinence that they do. They wouldn't be peeing their pants when they're lifting 600 pounds. Now, you know, 600 pounds is a lot of weight. And most people probably, you know, trying to do that would pee their pants or pull a muscle or rip their back out. Um, but, you know, it's doable to lift that much weight with having a strong pelvic floor. You just have to understand how to use that pelvic floor with the thoracic diaphragm. So as the, the, the thoracic diaphragm pumps down, so does, so does, so does the pelvic floor. They literally move in unison together. So when we inhale, both diaphragms go from here to here. They both move down together. So the thoracic diaphragm pushes down on the pelvic diaphragm. And then when you exhale, they come back up. So when you exhale, this musculature is naturally supposed to contract and when it contracts, it sends a signal as it, as it, it brings the pelvis in together, it contracts. And we would call that an ascending pelvic floor an ascending pelvic diaphragm that would move up, right? That would move up and that would push the thoracic diaphragm to go back into the rib cage, back into the cavity that it's supposed to be 
naturally in a resting position. So that's kind of how the two diaphragms affect each other. That's the way that they're supposed to optimally, you know, perform for optimal human function. Um, but 99% of us are not functioning like that anymore. We we're sedentary, you know, our diet, um, we're just, you know, even with working out, working out can be very toxic because you're training in a sagittal plane of motion. You're not training in, in three, three planes of motion. And those, those three planes of motion are all supposed to be performed in the gait cycle in walking, walking has the frontal plane, has the sagittal plane and has the transverse plane, right? We're walking in a, we're walking straight. So that's the sagittal plane. We're arm swinging. Everything's going forward. That's sagittal. We're shifting. We're literally shifting from the right side to the left side. So stance on the right to stance on the left. That's going to be your frontal plane. And as we're doing that, our upper bodies, you know, the, when our arms swing, if you guys want the next time you guys are outside going for a walk and just, you know, watching people, observing people walk, when they swing, most people still have a little rotation. A lot of people are stuck, but when their arms swing, you'll notice that their upper body rotates over their lower body. So when your leg, let's see if I can use this guy. Again. So when your leg is, is, is in swing phase say on the right side, and you're, you're now in a stance phase on the left side, this upper body should rotate now over this right leg. And then vice versa, when this hits heel strike, and now you're in stance phase as you pronate, you're now twisting, your stance is on the right side, you're now rotating over now the left hip. So when your stance, you're rotating away, stance, rotating away. And that's, that's how humans walk. That's the human gait cycle. But, you know, over time, like I said, with a sedentary lifestyle and, and a lack of proper and natural movement, the way we used to move, you know, squatting and reaching and, and moving and being agile, climbing trees, you know, playing with our tribe outside, we've lost neuro, neuro, neurologically and neuromuscularly, we've lost those appropriate human movement patterns. And it's extremely detrimental because now people are in a lot of pain. Now you're seeing a chiropractor every week. Now you're putting biofreeze on your neck because you're it's always tight. You're always in pain. Your 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 shoulder. You're getting frozen shoulder and tendonitis in your elbow. Like we're having all of these symptoms that are being exacerbated by not uh, having the awareness, you know, of of how the human skeleton and the human body is supposed to move. So that's I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it simple today. And a lot of you are probably saying like that wasn't simple. Like you just went really in depth and. You know, sometimes it's hard for me to kind of scale back and, and make things as simple as possible. So if anyone here watching, whether on live, the replay or on the podcast, is interested in hearing more about postural restoration, please, 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 please reach out to me and I'll be happy to point you in the right direction, especially if you're somebody or someone you know that is struggling with chronic pain. Um, it's most likely because of what I just spoke about, you know, 80% of people are in pain because of either their pelvic diaphragm, their thoracic diaphragm, um, you know, their, their hip bones, not being, not, not being in alignment, you know, maybe being more to the right side, once again, because of that right diaphragm. Um, and then also, you know, those ribs just being stuck. A lot of people get stuck in the ribs. And what I didn't even talk about was when you get stuck in the ribs, you can start to have shoulder issues. You can start to have the winging of scapulas, um, you know, shoulder impingement, shoulder pain, um, clavicle issues, right? 
And then that can lead into neck pain, you know, and, and that can all be started because of improper breathing and not knowing how to properly expand the rib cage in all different directions while keeping those, the top of the ribs down. Right. So it can get complicated. It can definitely get complicated. But if, like I said, if you guys have tried other things and you want a new option, you want a new route, I guarantee you Postal Restoration has, has literally so much to offer. I'm not affiliated at all with them. Um, I've seen a few practitioners. I've studied it for the last six months. Uh, it's significantly helped me with my body, even though I'm not better yet. Uh, I'm being held up with, with um, some dental integration, some nasal issues. So I can't get neutral. I can't feel good until I get those things fixed, believe it or not. Um, so wanted to throw that at you guys today. You know, like I said, if anyone here listening is in pain or in chronic tightness or discomfort, I want you to reach out to me um, and I will point you in the right direction. And, um, you know, I really hope that this video helps somebody. If, if this did help you or help someone, you, uh, you know, uh, please, please share it, please like it, please comment on it. Um, and then if you'd like to leave me a review on the podcast, either on Spotify or the Apple podcast app, that is extremely helpful with me spreading, um, my message of living the relentless life. You know, I cover a lot of stuff on my show. I cover movement. I cover nutrition. We do a lot of accountability and motivation, what it means to actually be relentless. You know, I talked a lot about my program. So um, it really does mean the world that I have you guys on here supporting me. You know, it's I, definitely the beginning of my journey. I've been, I've been, I have been at this for the last five or six years on and off. But I finally, you know, as I just spoke about yesterday in my live, I've recently went all in with my online business. So that's why you guys see me here every single day, Monday through Friday, showing up all my lives, 12 p.m. 12 p.m. every single day. We're consistent, we're committed, and we're dedicated to changing fucking lives. So if anything I just spoke about has helped you, help me help more people. And I would be super, super grateful for that. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I love you guys and stay freaking relentless. Have a great weekend. Let's go. Good freaking podcast, baby. Let's go. Let's freaking go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Facebook, Instagram. I will get that podcast uploaded today, not tomorrow. I got a lot of stuff to do for the rest of the day. I got client check-ins. I have a phone call in 18 minutes. So I need to get on there and speak. Steven, Steven's still in here. What's up, guys? It's only shown that there's one person, but Steven and and Tony, you guys are still in here. I hope that you got, maybe it's the internet connection. Um, I hope that you guys got something from this video. Um, oh, Steven, you're the man. Go check it out. You won't regret it. Much love, bro. I hope you guys got something from this video because, um, you know, like I said, sometimes when I explain this stuff, I hope I do a good job of explaining it. But sometimes when I explain it, I go in all these rabbit holes because I don't really know what's what the best way of explaining it is you know you kind of see me move from the ribs to the diaphragm down to the pelvis down to the way we walk so i really hope that this was helpful for for at least one steven or tony in here i hope you know one of you guys were able to kind of benefit from this so you know i i know it wasn't like super motivating or anything but at the end of the day i'm here to educate as well i'm here to motivate educate inspire and really push you to be your best self through, you know, things like movement, exercise, nutrition, accountability, and just being fucking relentless. So at the end of the day, that's, that's what I do. That's why I do it. Um, get to work and get freaking at, get freaking hyped. I love it, brother. I love it, dude. Freaking love it. 
So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Peace. Peace out. Stay freaking relentless. I gotta, I gotta come up with like a good outro. I gotta come up with a, I don't want to use peace, love protein. That's my mentors and that's his thing. But I don't know. Peace, love, relentlessness. Peace, love, and live relentlessly. Peace out, you relentless alphas. I got to come up with some cool shit to end these lives. What you got, Steven? Oh, yeah, by the way, any comments? If you guys want to drop some comments, I'll answer your questions, comments now. Hashtag informational. We need this just as much as you being hyped. Yes, I freaking, I know for a fact, bro. I know for a fact. Um, that's, you know, I make sure, and that's another, like, there's so many videos I need to make. Oh, my God. That's another thing, bro. Like with my guides and with, um, you know, the Facebook community, uh, I'm going to be doing a vision board training. I'm going to be doing a morning routine training, talking about what I do for morning routine, my 10, 10, 10 principle. Um, there's just so much trainings that like, I need to get out there in the community. It's like, it's stupid. It's like unreal. It's like so crazy. Like I have so much stuff up here that I just need to vomit into the Facebook community. <laughs> Oh, there's so much to do, guys. There's so much to do, but it's fucking awesome, man. We're staying hype, baby. I got a fucking phone call. 1 p.m., 20 minutes, so I actually got to go. I got to prepare for that. I got to get hyped for it. I usually like to listen to some motivation before to get me get me ready to bring more people on board. I'm trying to change lives. I'm trying to change fucking lives, man. There's too many people out there that that are not living to the highest fucking standard. And Steven, you know this, bro. We talk about this all the time, brother. There are too many people that are living so subpar to where they should be. They're living here. They're living here. They're struggling with anxiety or self-confidence, or they, they don't know how to speak properly with conviction and confidence, and they're just struggling with it. But that's why we have this fucking community. That's why we have this community. And it lights me up. It lights a fire in my fucking soul and spirit to know that I'm changing fucking lives through this community, through this community. I took a massive fucking pay cut to do, to do this massive fucking pay cut. I put everything on the fucking line to make this work. And I've never done, I've literally never done anything like this in my life. I've never went all in and said, fuck it. I've never went all in and just said, fuck it. So at the end of the day, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm committed to you guys. I am fully fucking committed to changing fucking lives to changing lives and to, and to creating a movement. The movement's already been created. Now it's just, it, it's just gaining more momentum. Now it's just getting more people on board. Now it's just getting more people to open their eyes and to see what we're doing and to see that it's working and to see that it's effective and to see that it's actually changing lives. It's changed my life. It's changed my, that word has changed my life. And I know that if it's changed my life, it can change millions of others. It can change millions of others. And when you have a supportive group and community that's like, like we always say, Stephen, a brotherhood of warriors, of alpha men that are, that are hyping each other up, like there's no way, there's no way that we're going to fail, dude. There's no way you guys as my clients are going to fucking fail. As long as you trust me as your coach, I got your back straight up. I got your fucking back. And I will provide you more value than you've ever would have known it was present in a community, in a, in a coaching program. Like, I don't think you guys quite understand how fucking committed I am to this. That's, that's, that's all I got today. That's literally all I, I have to go. I could be on here all fucking day and, and preach to you guys. But thank you, Facebook, Instagram. I'm going to post this shit. And um, 
I've been told recently I curse too much in my lives, but you know, honestly, I'm just being me and maybe I do curse too much, but you know, I'm just, I'm just trying my best to just be myself and you know, so cursing is part of my vocabulary. I feel like I can get my message off better and more effectively when I use certain words. Obviously I don't want to overdo it, but yeah, there's just wanted to address that point. But with that being said, have a great freaking rest of your Friday, guys. Get pumped. It's the freaking weekend. And stay relentless. Stay freaking relentless. Through no matter no matter what happens tonight and this weekend, stay freaking relentless. You guys can watch this on the replay. Or you can watch it on my YouTube channel. Or you can watch it on the podcast. On the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify. So thank you guys so much. Steven, what you got? Go get us some new peeps. We need a strong community and build it up. You freaking know it, brother. I'm working, baby. We working out here. We grinding. We hustling. We hustling. Friday, 1248. Have a great rest of your day, warriors. Let's get it, alphas. Peace out. Stay relentless. Let's go. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, feel free to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. This helps further spread the message of the relentless life. You can find me on Instagram as Chance Galloway Fitness. I'm also available on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you have any questions following this episode, feel free to reach out to me at chancegalloway at live.com. Thanks again. Until next time, keep living consistently relentless.